Yes, I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, Sot L, and we are The Foundation, and this is High Frequency. Well, we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to correctly apply that correct information. As always, I want to start off by saying all praises, um, honors, and thanks due to the creator and the ancestors. I want to say shout out, peace, salute to my big brother, Yusuf L, Uncle Yusuf L, High Frequency Radio Network creator. He's the extraordinary, my man. Uh, private side solutions my man did you know secure spc university you know uh you know trying to keep up with the brother is just impossible so i just do what i can to learn and you know keep it moving as far as doing my own dance you feel what i'm saying but that's definitely the big brother and always and every time want to give a shout out to him I want to invite you to check out welcome to thefoundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. You can find the Facebook page. You can find the Twitter page, the Instagram page. If you're into that, you can find the PDF section. Get your free learn on. You can book a consultation. You can also make a donation as well as check out the education section. We got webinars. We got documents, files, basically Passport, no social, part one and two. Chris L, as well as the Foundation Trust Series, part one and two. And you got the Foundation Trust Primer. Are the first things debuted on Welcome to the Foundation.com. I'm very excited to present this stuff to you. It's kind of hard to put stuff out. You know, um, you don't know how it's going to go over. Uh, did, did I do a good enough job? You know, it. But, you know, I trust that everything is going to, you know, is going to do that dance for you and, you know, for the whole, you know, for the whole foundation, for, you know, what we're doing over here. So definitely check out the education section. Welcome to thefoundation.com. Sign up for the email list. Do your dance all over the page. I appreciate it. I want to say peace to all the listeners. I want to say peace to all the live listeners. I want to say peace to all the live callers, the internet listeners, the archive listeners. I want to say peace to, to the MP3 sharers. Definitely want to say peace to you. I want to say peace to everyone listening on YouTube. You might be checking out the show on YouTube, you know. My bad. I want to say peace. I also want to say peace to all um, the trustees in private trustee training as well as all those investing in their private education. I think that's a big thing, and it's not very many people saying, you know, that's what's up. Keep it going. I respect you. You're investing in your private education. You're an inspiration. Most people don't even know what you're doing. So, you know, I know. I see you. I respect you. Peace. I also want to say peace to anyone that we've done business with in the private, anyone who has sent an email, well wishes, or current event. 
as well as anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely want to say peace. And that's it. You know, that's it. I do want to say, you know, we got, you know, less than a couple weeks left on, you know, the promotion we got with the foundation till the end of February, the 29th since his leap year. So we got 25% off everything that includes consultations, trustee trainings, all webinars, the trust primer, uh, even private family foundations. I'm just going to throw it out there, you know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. But that's if you're making your donation in fiat, in currency, Federal Reserve notes, debits, credits, so on and so forth. 25% off until midnight the 29th of February, as well as if you are making your donation in gold or silver, American Eagles, you're going to get 55% off all offerings, everything with regards to the foundation. If you want more information, email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com. But that's, I mean, that's it. 55% off. Um, definitely. I would, you know, I jump on that. Blah, blah. But, you know, at the very least, maybe you're going to grab, you're going to be like, you know what, I'm going to do that, man. Because even if I pay fiat, that's stupid. Because I can just go and and grab some 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 gold and silver with this fiat and it's going to be less. And I can just send it to them. And even if you're like, you know what, I'm not sending this, I'm keeping it. <laughs> even if you decide not to send it and you're like, you know what, never mind. Now, you know, I'm just trying to encourage A, people put getting their hands on real money as well as B, you know, people getting their mind wrapped around, you know, what we putting out here and what we putting down here with regards to the foundation here on high frequency. You know, it's um specific. Some people get it twisted. I've dealt with a lot of people who, you know, just really haven't misunderstood with regards to what the foundation is and what the foundation does. So, you know, we we uh you know, we just educate with regards to what's going on. You're either dealing with public entities or private entities. And, you know, the administration, so on and so forth with regards to those. So, yeah, it's 25% off fiat, 55% off, you know, hey, you know, real money. You know, American Eagles, y'all, American Eagles. Because the only, the only, um, the only coin specifically designated numismatic by Congress the only one, American Eagles. So with that being said, you know, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Get your hands on these trustee trainers. Let's do this dance. It's 2020. Let's get out here, you know, and quietly, quietly start doing our dance. And I mean quietly, like for real, because I don't, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil type stuff, you know. The Obamas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, they were Obamas. Maybe not today. Maybe today. They'll bomb you. And I don't think it's a color thing. I think it's a, are you in the public or are you in the private thing? And then beyond that, you know, you can take it wherever you want. But here's the deal. Today, we are putting it down. Foundation advanced. I'm going to hit y'all with another advanced We'll be talking about the hidden secrets of life insurance. I know you'd be like, what? This dude's boring. This dude be talking about boring stuff, man. 
Well, that's cool. I mean, I feel you. If you think it's boring, you know, it might be boring to you. But for real, I mean, I'm more on the thought process and the the mind state of, you know, the generations after me with regards to my bloodline, my family, and those who come after me, those those who are here due to my choices, you know, and then sub- subsequent choices that were made after my choices. And, you know, those who I feel personally responsible for initially, primarily being my, you know, my direct descendants and then their direct descendants and so on and so forth. So when I talk about, you know, what's the hidden secrets of life insurance and, you know, it it may sound boring. And I think, you know, this stuff is boring on purpose because there's this whole movement, this whole push for us not to be getting this information. It is the way it is. And it is what it is. Regardless of emotionally how I feel about it, it is what it is. So, with that being said, I want to get into that. But first, you know how we do this. And I want to thank you for checking out the show. I really do. However you check out the show. I think it's um, I think it's dope. Oh, before we jump in this though, I want to jump out here and talk about this gold and silver and this rhodium, you know, dance that's going on over here. These precious metals are going parabolic. And this is what I knew was going to happen, you know. But look, but look, you know, whether or not you were able or are able to get your hands on precious metals, um, it I, to me, I think it remains to be determined. I think most most of the time when we think about grabbing precious metals, we look at the spot price or whatever and, you know, may... Uh, feel kind of um, intimidated, at least when it comes to gold, you know, because gold, I mean, even right now, gold is $1,612.30 an ounce. You know, it, this stuff is moving. Rhodium is $12,000 an ounce. $12,000 an ounce. I remember when, we, you know, when I jumped into rhodium, it was $700 an ounce, yo. Is twelve thousand dollars an ounce. So precious metals, you know, are true. Yeah, okay, in certain situations, they looked at as commodities, but I mean, it's true wealth held. You know, and you want you can get speculative. You can get in, you know, platinum. You know, palladium is is almost twice as much as what gold is right now an ounce. But ultimately, you know, real money is gold and silver. You know, and with that being said, you know, I think it's a frame of mind. I think, you know, if we can come across 40, 40 bucks a month, I think we can really start, you know, putting our money towards, you know, establishing an actual um, foundation with, with real money in our states. And when it comes to that, I want to say you want to look for pure gold and silver. So that's either three nine, three nines gold or four nines gold, three nines silver or four nines, so like 99.9% pure or 99.99% pure. This goes with both gold and silver. Anything, you know, 18 karat gold, we got scrap gold, 14 karat scrap gold. That's what, you know, was considered in the industry. 24 karat, which is pure, 99.9 or 99.99. And then you got, you know, anything below 22 karat gold is considered scrap gold, just so you know. And then, you know, beyond that, American Eagles, they got spot price. So you're going to look at the price and it's going to say something. You're going to go in there and buy it and they're going to be charging you more than what it says on the thing. Don't flip out. 
you know, like right now, um, silver is $18.50 now. Well, you know, a lot of times the dealers want to pass down the production costs to um, uh, the, the dealers. I'm sorry, the the producers want to pass down the production costs to the dealers. You know, so they add on certain, you know, fees or or uh, really they add on to the price of the silver. And what the, uh, the distributors or the dealers do is pass it on to the customers. Now, I like telling people to go to pawn shops and the we buy gold spots if you know what you're doing. Because that way, I, I walk in and I know they didn't pay no... You ain't, I, you, didn't nobody walk out in off the, off the street needing some money and came in here with their gold and silver and you paid them spot price. They don't pay spot price. They pay typically around or... Um, below or above what is known as the melt price. And you got to understand the difference between spot price and melt price when you're purchasing precious metals. Especially if you're going to do it, you know, hand to hand, going to these dealers because you got to understand this is a business for them. But I'm saying all this to say this. If you're looking at $40, if you can do $40 a month, you know, you can walk in to a store even though Silver is right now at $18.50. You're going to walk into a store. If you get an American Eagle silver coin, it's not going to be $18.50. It's going to be about $21, bucks, you know, uh, $22 or something. They add on 2 to $3. Don't flip out. That's what they do. And when they do it with, um, with uh, gold, I think it's like $30, $40. It depends. But there's a premium on top of the spot price that you pay. Hands down, no matter what. But like I said, when you go to those weak buy goals in the pawn shops, you can tell them like, man, I know you didn't pay no spot price when you walk in here. You pay a mail price. Give me a good, give me a good price, man. I'll come back here over and over again. You know, you want to build that relationship. But ultimately, twenty dollars you can grab or so of half of the forty a month. You can grab an ounce of the silver, and with the rest, you know, with the other twenty dollars, you can get your hands on about a little over, uh, you know, a tenth of a gram of gold. Now, I know it may sound really ridiculous. But ultimately, just hear me out. It adds up over time. And you do what you can um, and not what you can't. Bottom line. But either way, you do it. So, you know, I like that's why I like carrot bars because you can start just grabbing small amounts of gold. They got a lot of this stuff going on that I'm not really with. You know, I'm just with the, the ability the ability. To get your hands on gold and small denominations and start building over time. Now, if you get your hands on larger amounts of money and you got $500, $600 to spend on grabbing gold, carrot bars is not the move. It's not the move. It's not the move. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not, you say, yo, so I got like five, $600 to spend on gold. I'm not going to tell you to go and spend it at carrot bars. If you say, so I got like 50 bucks, 40 bucks, 30 bucks to spend on gold, I'm going to tell you to go to carrot bars. Everybody else is going to laugh at you. It's not really available. But care bars, you can build it up and then start grabbing your grams and stuff. But, you know, if you're interested, like I said, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com with regards to care bars. You could do your dance on your own. I'm just trying to offer, you know, options for y'all to, you know, figure it out. But hands down, you look, if you even if you have started getting your hands on real money, you need to start harder, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And if you haven't started, man, look. This stuff, you about to miss out on the wealth transfer. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. You about to miss out on the wealth transfer. And there's only, you know, this going to be in broad different categories on how this plays out. But, you know, gold and silver is going to be one of them. I know it for a fact. And I'm not just talking about stuff that I don't know about. So, whatever, though. It's, it's, it's ultimately up to you. I just want to, you know, offer them 
you know, that's it, bitch. If you're interested in care bars, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. But we about to get into these current events. First and foremost, where we at? Reuters.com. U.S. consumer spending slowing, industrial p- production weak. This is out of Washington. Warriors. U.S. consumer spending slowed further in January with sales at clothing stores declining by the most since 2009. A trend that could raise concerns about the economy's ability to continue expanding at a moderate pace. The economy's outlook was also dimmed by other data showing industrial production decreased for a second straight month in January as unreasonably mild weather depressed demand for utilities and Boeing suspended production of a troubled 737 MAX plane. The reports prompted economists to predict weaker economic growth in the first quarter. They followed on the heels of the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's remarks to lawmakers this week that the Quote, economy is a very good place, performing well, end quote. The U.S. Central Bank last month left interest rates steady and is widely expected to keep monetary policy on hold this year after it reduced borrowing costs three times in 2019. So the on hold means they ain't going to be raising or lowering interest rates, so they say. You know what I'm saying? Quote, the soft patch for consumer spending entered its sixth month in January. With business investment spending still missing in action, the economy will need a more buoyant consumer to register above trend growth, end quote. So basically, look, if you don't know, the consumer in the United States is like 70%, I think it's over 70% uh, driver of the United States economy, consumption. (laughs) And if you think about it, it's absolutely concerning to say the very least but you know consumer spending slowing is a big issue um especially when you're talking about the the health of the overall united states economy quote the soft patch for consumer spending entered its sixth month in january end quote this is michael Ferroli. he's an economist at jp morgan in new york Went on to say, quote, with business investment spending still missing in action, the economy will need a more buoyant consumer to register above trend growth. Telling you. A buoyant consumer, a buoyant buoyancy means floatability, floating above water, not underwater. It's crazy the way they say these things, you know, and what were some other terms they were talking about uh, economic mobility. There's a new term. It's one of these new, new, new terms that they're spitting out out here. Economic mobility, which basically means having the ability to move from one economic uh, class to the other. And they're trying to measure economic mobility in different racial subgroups in America. Look, man, it gets, look, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Data for December was revised down to show the so-called core retail sales riding 0.2% instead of jumping 0.5% as previously reported. Core retail sales correspond most closely with the consumer spending component of gross domestic product or GDP. Consumer spending accounts for more than two thirds 
of the U.S. economic activity. See, told you, it's more than 70%. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast core retail sales rising 0.3% last month. I'm going to say that one more time, just like I said the other time. Consumer spending accounts for more than two-thirds of U.S. economic activity. Oh, man. We ain't got manufacturing. Look, the unchanged reading in core retail sales suggested a further loss of momentum early in the first quarter after consumer spending grew at 1.8% annualized rate in the October-December quarter. That was a step back from the 3.2% pace logged in the third quarter. The economy grew 2.3% in 2019, slowing from 2.9% in 2018. The slowdown in consumer spending together with deepening downturn in business investment and weak manufacturing cast a shadow on the longest economic expansion on record, now in its 11th year. The economy also facing risk from the deadly coronavirus, which has prompted economists to downgrade their growth estimates for the Chinese economy. U.S. stocks were mixed as investors digested the weak data and worried about the coronavirus epidemic's impact on the global economy. The dollar was steady against a basket of currencies, while the U.S. Treasury price rose. Okay, so they were talking about the Boeing drag. I don't want to hear any of Boeing. They made they made faulty planes and internally knew about it. Apparently, you know, if you believe these internal documents that were released, and then people, you know, people lost their lives ultimately, you know. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I feel bad for that company. Moving forward, U.S. household debt hits record high of one four point one five trillion. I'm just playing fourteen point five trillion. I wish it was 1.4 trillion, but no, it's 14.5. Total U.S. household debt reached a record of 14.5 trillion at the end of the year after increasing by 193 billion, or 1.4% in the fourth quarter of 2019. This is according to the Fed's quarterly report on household debt and credit. The report, based on, quote, a nationally representative sample of individual and household level debt and credit records drawn from anonymized Equifax credit data, end quote. (laughs) I'm not even going to start. Noted that total household debt is now nominally $1.5 trillion higher than the pre-recession peak of $12.68 trillion in the third quarter of 2008. 2008. So basically, household debt is higher. Actually, it's two. It's over. Is it? Nah. It's about two billion dollars higher than it was right before the recession, the Great Recession. The rise in household debt led by mortgage balances marked the 22nd consecutive quarterly increase. Housing balances rose 120 billion from Q3 to December 31st, 2019, ending. The year at 9.56 trillion. Non-housing balances increased by 79 billion in the fourth quarter to hit a record 4.20 trillion. The Q4 increases included 16 billion in auto loans. Ouch, man! In one quarter, 46 billion in credit card balances, and that that's not good because that is starting to look like people are starting to live off their credit cards. And um, that's a concern. And $10 billion in student loans. Ugh. Wilbert Van Der Klawel 
senior vice president at New York Fed, man, that's a name, noted that the data show that, quote, transitions into delinquency among credit card borrowers have steadily risen since 2016, notably, notably among younger borrowers, end quote. And though student loans may have only seen a, quote, muted, end quote, increase of $51 billion, borrowers are still struggling with their debt. In terms of the percentage of outstanding balances that are seriously delinquent or severely derogatory, student loans still lead the way. According to separate analysis of metros across the United States, student loan borrowers borrowers in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, saw the biggest increase in their student loan balances over the course of 2019, while those in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, saw the biggest decline. The analysis by the Student Loan Hero, which analyzed over 450,000 credit reports of consumers across the United States between Q1 and Q4 of 2019, to understand how student loan borrowers were making progress on student debt, illustrates that student loan borrowers aren't one monolithic block and are making varying levels of progress on their debt. Man, these people are stupid. Yeah, all students, all people who take student loans are the same and they have the same economic situations and they have the same repayment ability. Man, these people, overall student loan borrowers in 59 metros saw their student loan balances increase with four reporting double digit increases. Borrowers in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania saw their student loan balances increase the most by 11.9% from 22,000 to 25,000. I'm sorry, $22,408 to $25,081 followed by Des Moines, Iowa with at 11.3%, which is 21,894 to 24,374. Um, blah, 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 blah. across the board has dropped dramatically. This is Callie McFadden, research manager at LendingTree. Went on to say, quote, because of the Income-based repayment programs or deferments, you could definitely see what your interest outpaces your monthly payments. I'm sorry. You could definitely see that your interest outpaces your monthly payments. Dang. And that is a big reason why some of them... I'm sorry. Some of these numbers are up. According to data from the Department of Education from 2018, nearly 30% of borrowers were not in repayment. Rather, they were in forbearance or deferment or delinquent or defaulting on their loans. So 30% weren't even making payments. Whether that was cool or not, with the uh, student loan companies or the banks or whatever, they they just weren't. And so while fewer people were taking out loans, the the reality of interest rates outpacing payments Lead balances to rise. They, cause so they, you can modify your loan. Oh, I, don't, I only make this much. Well, you only got to pay $50 or $25 a month. Okay, well, yeah, you're only paying $25 a month. But the interest is steadily accruing, and it's accruing more than $25 a month. And your loan balance is going up. And the government wants that because the government, all of your debts are assets to the government. So mortgages, they look at mortgages, they look at student loans and all that stuff. And those are assets on their books. Economics. Moving forward, U.S. household debt hits record 
um, for, uh, 14.15 trillion. I just want to say that one more time. I just want to say that because I don't like what it's, I don't like the way this stuff is looking. Um, Bloomberg. Let me start off with this. Uh, CDC warns travelers on Hong Kong Center for Disease Control to die in Iran virus update. So this stuff is spreading to Iran. Iran said that two elderly elderly patients died, the first fatalities, and the U.S. issued a travel watch for Hong Kong after a second patient died there. China said it's considering further measures to shield its economy from the outbreak, including cash infusions and bailouts for the struggling airline industry. The government is planning to take over HNA Group Company and sell off its airline assets after the virus hampered the debt-loaded conglomerate's ability to meet financial obligations. As more people are encouraged to stay at home, a growing number of Chinese private companies have stopped paying staff completely. Man. So, I... I think this is this is a, lot, a large reason why, um, you know, gold and silver prices, uh, you know, rhodium, you know, all these all these precious metal prices are 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 moving higher. Gold and silver we're moving inversely to the stock market, so the stock market will go down and gold will go up, and the stock market will go up and gold will go down. Well, that's not happening anymore. They've broken that, which is a big key component. With the things going on with Iran, the things going on with China, the things going on with Russia, you know, between the United States. And now this coronavirus and now it's spilling into Iran. There's a lot of stuff going on, y'all, is all I'm saying. And the precious metals are saying that there's, there may be a conflict brewing by what they're, you know, by what they're doing. And... um I'm just, I'm watching the virus and I'm watching China because, you know, I think they have nine ports in China, international seaports, and I think seven out of nine of them are closed. A a lot of companies aren't paying. There's a lot of stuff that isn't being announced. Um, And I think it's, 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 it's really interesting. Kyle says 29 of his 41 casinos will reopen. Uh, yeah, Adidas. Adidas and Puma say coronavirus pummeled demand in China. I mean, this this is affecting companies all over the world. IMF sees global economic rebound despite virus. Yeah, Russia exports to to China slump. Indonesia spend on, spending hit. <sighs> Chinese. Oil refineries deep in run cuts, no wages for Chinese workers. Man, oh, this is so. I'm I'm paying real close attention to this, but I, I really feel like um, you know this is gonna start, you know, affecting the United States and other countries pretty soon, because especially like United States, any type of manufacturing, and not so much manufacturing in the United States, they're like electronic, uh, what is it, assembly. A lot of electronic assembly finalizing that's done in the United States that's heavily dependent upon, you know, uh, components from China are already starting to feel it. 
it's it's um this is a cantankerous situation. So I'm watching it, y'all watch it. But in the meantime, you know, as these precious metals continue to rise, you you want to be getting your hands on them. It's called dollar cost averaging. So if you got if you got forty dollars every month and you got forty dollars every month, that's it. You know, don't go and go crazy and just grab a whole bunch. But it's called dollar cost averaging. But this stuff is getting crazy. Um, Reuters, I found this very interesting. U.S. securities regulator warns over Chinese audit amid coronavirus outbreak. So regardless if y'all have an outbreak, we want this audit. U.S. securities regulator on Wednesday, today, said it was pushing the big four accountancy firms to ramp up internal controls on audits of U.S. listed Chinese companies, especially in light of growing business risk posed by the coronavirus. U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has been locked in a decade-long struggle with Chinese government to inspect audits of U.S.-listed Chinese companies. The regulator's accounting oversight on the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board is still unable to access those critical records. That has become a greater worry as the coronavirus outbreak poses a threat to New York-listed Chinese companies as well as to Chinese suppliers of other U.S.-listed firms. So, to me, this looks like they're, they're, they're... They're posturing, you know, the United States, the SEC um, specifically is posturing that, you know, we know that you got this virus going on in your country and it's messing up not only your workforce, but also, you know, your economy. And, you know, you have you have Chinese companies listed in the United States. Um, they're listed in New York, and if those companies go down, it's going to you know bring down our markets. It might trigger some you know some automated buying by these, these you know these computer programs and algorithms that we have. So blah 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 blah. But either way, you know, I mean, uh, I'm just watching this stuff. I'm just watching this stuff and moving forward. Reuters, S and P 500, Nasdaq hit record closing highs, lifted by China stimulus hopes. Man, the markets hit record highs because they hope, there's hopes that China's going to print money. This stuff is crazy. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ rode to record closing highs today as optimism that China would take more measures to prop up its economy eased concern about the economic impact of the coronavirus epidemic. Stocks held gains following the release of minutes from the U.S. Federal Reserve's last policy meeting, which showed policymakers were cautiously optimistic about their ability to hold interest rates steady this year while acknowledging new risks caused by the virus outbreak. <sighs> China is widely expecting to cut its benchmark lending interest rate tomorrow, which would add to measures aimed at limiting the impact from business shutdowns and travel curbs on the world's second largest economy. Investors are feeling emboldened because central banks have got their back. This is Paul Nolte, portfolio manager, Kingsview Investment Management in Chicago. And yeah, central banks, I trust them too. You trust them, I love them. I I believe in everything they do and they got my back and they don't tax me and take away the value of the currency on purpose every year by 2%. Oh, my bad. Reuters, Fed staff float plan to end term repo after April. So, y'all don't know if y'all paying attention to repo markets. 
But the Fed is injecting billions of dollars daily into the repo markets. A lot of people are calling it quantitative easing four, but um, the Fed said it's not quantitative easing. It's not QE four. Um, so people call it not QE. <laughs> and uh, People are stupid, but it's funny. So they're saying that they're, um, they're, they're floating a plan. They're floating a plan. Float. Yeah, we're looking at a plan. We got one. We're thinking about it. We talked about it over drinks on Thursday. They're floating a plan to end what they're doing in the repo markets, which is injecting billions of dollars every day in April. So I'm gonna watch that. I'm not gonna read anything about this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this on the air, and I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna pay close attention to this. Next up, CNBC gold holds above one thousand six hundred dollars on fear over economic impact of the virus. Yeah, you can say it's the virus, but there's been an economic slowdown, a manufacturing slowdown, downtrend. This stuff is, you know, hey. Gold prices held steady above $1,600 today as an uptick in equities due to a drop in new virus cases was kept in check by fears about an economic fallout of the epidemic Autocatalyst metal palladium, meanwhile, scaled yet another record peak and on a sustained supply shortfall. U.S. gold futures are up. Asian shares of U.S. stock futures edge cautiously higher. Quote, the big wave of risk off has sort of dissipated right now, but still the economic fallout is bustering. I'm sorry, but buttressing the demand for gold. This is Stephen Ains, chief market strategist at Axicorp. So gold is gold and sixteen hundred was a resistance level. And people are saying there's no real resistance level for a while after sixteen hundred. So I expect that this is gonna keep going going up. And then actually at this moment, right now as I'm talking, it's one thousand six hundred twelve dollars ninety cents. I just think it's just gonna keep going up, y'all. Silver's gonna keep going up, y'all. I mean, it's gonna keep going up and up and up and up and up and up. Blah, blah, blah. And the stock market is about to melt up too. Watch. They demand it. It closed at new highs today. It's not going to be the first time. And it's, has, it's not the first time. It's called a melt up. So you can be a part of it, but uh, you can make a lot of money. You can also lose everything because you never know what's going to pop, pop, pop. Blah, blah. U.S. housing starts fall. What is this? Reuters again. U.S. home building fell less than expected in January. Oh, pointing to a sustained housing market strength that could help keep the longest economic expansion in history on track. Yeah, okay. Other data showed producer prices increasing by the most in more than a year last month, boosted by rises in the cost of services such as health care and hotel accommodation. The reports could support the Federal Reserve's desire to keep interest rates unchanged at least through the year after lowering borrowing costs three times in 2019. Pay attention to that as well. This is crazy. Check this out. And this this kind of like, look, this really speaks to what's coming, I think. And I'm not one of them fear-monger people. Like, oh, man, it's all bad. You need to run into the hills and get you uh, a tent and some sleeping bags or something. I'm not one of them people, you know. But, and, you know, California is, is an extreme case. And, you know, you know, they got certain laws that actually, you know, I think, been, you know, contributed to this issue. But look, man, look, 
California to make state buildings available to house the homeless. And I got, you know, we need services for the homeless and all. And fam, please understand what I'm saying. But they got such a big problem with homeless, homelessness in California. They're about to provide nearly 300 state properties for use as homeless shelters. And they're looking, they're saying that they should change its laws to make it easier for local officials to get the mentally ill off the streets. And this is Governor Gavin Newsom. Quote, let's call it what it is, a disgrace that the richest state and the richest nation is failing to properly house, heal, and humanely treat so many of its own people. End quote, Newsom said. And that's true. They got Hollywood in California. I mean, how you got so many homeless people? That, look, California's homeless population soared 16% last year to around 151,000 with a statewide scarcity of affordable housing, one of the root causes despite government spending. So people people are being priced out of the, of the housing market. People, you know, people are being forced to double up and... Um, you know, not only discrimination with regards to how much you make, but also discrimination on credit reports. There's a lot of things going on with this housing market, you know. I'm, you know, hey, but I think that's only part of the problem. Newsom has already proposed spending an additional $750 million to get people into housing this year on top of the more than $1 billion from previous allocations and $695 million to expand homeless services. Many of his his proposals were aimed at cutting red tape and providing faster solutions. He said, quote, we need more housing, not more delays, end quote. So, I mean, it's bad. If, if you got a state talking about putting 300 state properties available as homeless shelters, man, what is that? And what does that mean? And, you know, being that California is, is part of the United States. What does that mean for the rest of the country? What, is the, what are the implications of that with regards to the economy of the United States? I mean, seriously, this is just bad. Anyways, that's it for current events. Appreciate y'all checking checking out the current events. I know it went kind of long this time, but you know, y'all my people, y'all my people. All right, so um, the foundation. Advanced, I'm you know I'm doing some advanced episodes. Well, I consider them advanced, you know. Uh, I know I've had people say, "Man, you know, I, I gotta I'm checking out the show. I gotta listen to it a couple times." Or, you know, if you sometimes I'll email you and you you'll email me response to my question. I gotta read it a couple times because it's kind of over my head. And I'll be trying to um be very uh, aware of that. Because I, you know, my ultimate goal is for people to get the information and understand it. But right now, when I say advanced, I'm just putting y'all on notice, man. This stuff is advanced. You might catch it, you might, you might not. I would just suggest, you know, just check out the show over and over again. Just play, 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 play. But you know, this stuff right here is, is you know, the hidden secrets of life insurance, and that's the thing. Like, you know, the first thing you think of when I say life insurance, what is it? One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, death. Yeah, and I I think that's the big you know a I think that was done on purpose I think that was kind of like a you know kind of like a you know a PR thing you know public relations things with, by the powers that be and then and then B you know um, I believe that uh, those who kind of got hip 
you know, maybe you know, they went to school, happened to go to school, you know, um, moved in with their rich, rich aunt. And this happened a lot when, um, you know, back in the day. You know, we all say back in the day, but I'm talking about back in the day. It happened a lot. You'd have a, um, maybe a wealthy aunt or uncle or grandfather, and your, your parents would beg that wealthy aunt or grandfather to allow their children to go um, live with them because that way they can, you know, go to the schools and be a part of a different lifestyle, get different friends and, you know, really, really be able to get that chance to, you know, um, have that economic mobility and get out of, you know, the poverty aspect of, you know, the family and, you know, and bring the family usher in the new age for the family as far as, you know, social and economic status. So <clears throat> a lot of times they would do that, you know, and um, I think, you know, some of those people came home, maybe they flunked out or whatever, but, you know, they heard stuff. They heard stuff about life insurance. They heard stuff about trust. And I think, you know, maybe it's quite possible that some of the initiatives in certain types of life insurance that really don't have any benefit unless you just straight up die within a certain amount of time or, um, you know, other other, you know, types of legislative trusts and stuff like that that still give, you know, the state power and control over the entity where, you know, really kind of, you know, put in the place of the real stuff that maybe someone heard or or maybe picked up on a conversation on a train or on an airplane or, you know, in a lobby or something like that. You know, and, and when that when I start thinking about it like that, I just be like, dang. So, you know, I like to I like to um I like to tell people about this stuff. And I know a lot of this stuff is heavy, you know, it's hard to kind of conceptualize a lot of the stuff that we talk about here on the foundation. But I, you know, repetition is key and um there's a reason, you know, I just, I just want people to think, you know, what, what is the reason behind so talking about this stuff? What is the reason behind him, you know, talking about these topics over and over and over and over and over and over again? Like what, 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 um, what benefit does he see or feel that could be received by those who hear the things that he's saying? You know, because don't nobody pay me to jump on here and do webinars, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody pay me to jump on here and do um, shows, you know, on high frequency. Now, me doing that may come into the, you know, uh, the realm of offering, you know, services through the foundation, which is a trust, to, you know, um, bring in a certain type of income. But that's not, you know, that's just a trust and that's blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the ultimate thing of it is, is like, what is it that should be garnered or picked up or or um, uh, retained? What is it? And and overall, for for me, it is that there are things that you don't know that you don't know, and just because. You know, the people that you look up to or the or the people that you pay or the people that, you know, posture as though they're smarter than you or they have higher power than you because they got some sort of position in the government or they're a cop or they're a CPA or there's some type of, you know, I mean, just just because they you think they know doesn't mean that they know and they don't know what they don't know. And fundamentally, we're dealing with Structures that can operate internationally. And if you got a state education from a state elementary, primary school, state high school, state junior high, state college, then you got a state bar card 
That's a state education. So these are state entities and everything is all good unless you're trying to operate it internationally. So that education that you receive with the state does not necessarily correlate or transition, translate properly to operations and, you know, um, 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 different jurisdictional policies with regards to, you know, whatever type of law you're dealing with, you know, could be property law, could be uh, whatever. And if you don't understand how to commercially do business internationally, you're dealing with some state stuff, that's all you're going to know. So just because you don't know it exists doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And just because the people and those around you and the professionals that you know don't know something doesn't exist. Doesn't mean that it does not. So with that being said, man, look, advanced. The hidden secrets of life insurance. Now, we're not talking about term, hands down. I'm not even talking about, what is it, IUL, index universal life. Nope. We're talking about whole life insurance. And we're talking about these type of life insurance that, you know, premiums using paid up edition riders. First of all, my bad. I don't give legal advice. I'm not a tax attorney. I'm not any type of attorney. I don't have any type of bar card. I never, you know, uh, I never uh, claim to be any type of, you know, legal anything. Public, nothing. Nah, no, I don't have any nothing. Permission, license, nothing. And I don't give legal advice. And none of this is construed or should be construed as legal advice. as education information only. The foundation is educational and informational. Unincorporated organization. Blah, blah. So, we talking about these joints that, you know, um, you can front load them heavy. But, you know, but basically, you know, there's, a, there's the main thing we worried about is we worried about Okay, fine. The death benefit? Okay, okay. Fine. But why are we concerned about the death benefit? Because the when in the private advanced, the beneficiary of these life insurance policies is the family trust or typically the family foundation. So it funds the estate. Now, imagine a state that has life insurance policies on all of its heirs, all of its beneficiaries, all of its trustees. <laughs> And imagine if that was one of the policies of that actual private estate to secure life insurance policies for all its beneficiaries and all its trustees, what the value of that private estate could look like over two or three generations just with life insurance, just with life insurance. Imagine if you live in a community that's known for having life insurance on all of y'all. How do you believe the police would treat you? Do you believe the police will be popping y'all and killing y'all? Eventually, some company or life insurance company, insurance company, is going to have a problem with that municipality or that police force because it's costing them a lot of money. That's all I'm going to say. I'm trying to keep it on the low. I ain't squeaky wheel. So, death benefit, obviously, it funds the estate. And it acts as a reunification tool in my opinion because the trustees the heirs the successor trustees the family must work together and execute the contracting denture in order to have access or control over that particular uh life insurance policy payout 
whether it's you know half a million, a million, two million, three million, doesn't matter. It changes the entire situation when you're talking about a family estate or a family trust or a family foundation. So yeah, okay, fine, death benefit, but we got cash value, cash value, and the fact that you know a large portion of the premiums that are paid for the policy are available to borrow against, and this is you know the effective private family bank because the interest is captured in the policy so what I'm saying is the interest adds to the principal and um, the premiums let's say the premiums you're paying are $10,000 a year so maybe you're paying $2,500 a quarter in this particular life insurance policy on this particular key trustee because that trustee is very important because that trustee may be very knowledgeable which so the trust finds high value in this key trustee or key man. So after a year, there are $10,000 worth of premiums that have been paid into the policy. Um, those premiums, that cash value compounds typically around 4%, which means it's you put $10,000 into a life insurance policy by way of premiums. You have a death benefit and the premiums that you paid into the policy are earning 4% interest. So the 10,000 is now earning 4% interest. There's really no bank account or savings account that does this. This is why this is advanced. This is why people only your your this is why your um very very uh 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 it's 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 those there are there are those that are very interested in you thinking of life insurance as death insurance, and that's it, because they they you know we live in the age of self and it's all about me 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 the individual right so if it doesn't benefit me why would I do it and the benefits aren't even explained because blah 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 so the cash value is compounding at twenty percent. I mean, I'm sorry, at 4%, at 20% I wish, at 4% over time. And you can take a loan out on that ca- on the cash value, you know, roughly a little less than $10,000. Um, it's not dollar for dollar. It's a little, it's a little less than $10,000. But you can take a loan out on that and do mer- many things with it. But that loan is going to be a little bit over 4% interest. You know? So, and then the loan, so let's say you take out 9 Gs in a loan. Ten, the, the policy is still paying 4% on a 10000 of the premiums. No matter how much you borrow against, number one. Hope you all are taking notes. And the interest on the loan from the cash value of the policy it's typically a couple points or so above 4% or 5% or whatever the policy is guaranteed on the premiums that are in the policy. So, you know, have you ever heard of hard money lenders and they'll be like, yeah, we'll give you the money over these terms. You know, we got to pay it back in three years or whatever they say. And it's going to be 12%, 14%. Yeah. A lot of them are using cash value of life insurance policies. A lot of um, large corporations um, add on to their campuses or, you know, um, fund uh, marketing campaigns and, you know, sometimes to avoid bankruptcy by accessing the cash value 
in the life insurance policies that the corporation holds on its key employees. Um, I know people, a uh, mentor of mine actually with regards to using uh, life insurance policies as you know your family bank showed me how to pay off a million dollars in debt in less than two and a half years using life insurance policy. You don't have to make any more money. You don't have to do anything. And um, plain and simple, you really just need a month um, of expenses saved up. But what you do is, you know, you add to the policy um, until the cash value reaches, you know, whatever your monthly or two months of expenses are in the cash value of the policy, you borrow against it, right? So um, once it reaches like two months of expenses or something like that, or as high as you want it, you know, and you're paying your debts, you know, you got a credit card bill, you, let's say you got a line of credit, maybe you got a car, um, you know, let's just say that you got a line of credit, you got a credit card bill, and you got a car. Um, what what you do is you pay the, the premiums, cash value starts to build up, take a loan and pay off the credit card. Now, you pay off the credit card with the loan that you took out of the cash value of the life insurance policy. So credit card interest is crazy high. So you just saved a lot of money in interest just by doing that. Now, if you go back and charge the credit card up again, you're, you're tripping. It, you, you defeat the whole purpose. But now the credit card is at zero. So now there's no more to pay on a credit card. And you take what you were paying the credit card and start paying the loan back. And you keep paying all the other bills the same way. Now you paid off the credit card. Now you have one less. Now you have the, the, the car and you have the line of credit. And you pay the you pay keep paying what the credit card bill back into the policy and the cash value builds up, the interest goes in there, builds up more, compounds a little bit, and then once you get to a certain point, maybe you have enough to you pay off the line of credit. You take out a loan from the cash value, you pay off the line of credit. Now the line of credit's gone, the credit card's gone, but you're still paying the credit card payment and the line of credit payment to pay off the loan now. Now you're paying off the loan, the interest is going into the loan in the life insurance policy, and you only have the car now. That's it. Now you're paying back the loan, and once you have enough cash value in the life insurance policy, again, you take you take out a loan and you pay off the car. Now you're debt-free, and all you gotta do is pay the loan back in the life insurance policy at a much lower percent, typically, typically lower than five percent. This is how people, this is how you know people with this information get out of debt. This is how people with this information stay out of debt because you're not in a debt. Let's say you were born into a family that had life insurance policies. So the family has no debt. And more than likely, there's going to be at least one or two policies um, with your name on them that are in the name of the family trust. And usually what happens with, you know, when you when you turn 18 or 21, a lot of family uh, trusts will say when you turn 18 or 21, you get access to this money. A lot of times that money is cash value in their life insurance policies. And it doesn't come from the actual corpus of the trust. Because if you have a lot of heirs and that's in the in the trust indenture, the, the trust will go broke after a couple generations. So if the policy of the, the trust is to have life insurance policies on all of the beneficiaries... And there you go at the, you know, and then the policy does, I mean, the life is, um, sorry, the trust doesn't use any of the cash value. And if it does, it, you know, it makes sure that it's all available by the time 
they're 18 or 21, then there they go. And then the trust has an expense just to pay down the life insurance policies, and now the trust has all the cash value, and the beneficiary knows no better. But, you know, essentially, if you want to be nice, then, you know, the beneficiaries know about the cash value, and they use it over and over again. Maybe they buy their car, and they pay the car off. They pay off the, the loan and the cash value of their own policy. Maybe they put down on a house or they buy, an entire, buy the whole house or they buy a fourplex or, you know, they take out a loan from their policy to start their own business. Or, you know, they put themselves through college um, with their life insurance policy and pay off the policy. That way they don't have creditors calling them. They don't have nothing being garnished from their checks. This is advanced. This is the secrets of life insurance. Now, and the final thing is, you know, the final thing is with regards to this that I'm going to talk about with regards to the hidden secrets of life insurance. Is that there's um there's health riders on these on these contracts, which means um, if if you have some sort of terminal illness or if you get sick or something like that, you're able to draw down on the value of the death benefit, not not just the cash value, the death benefit of the policy to pay for health care and services, so it's not a burden to the estate or the family. And it's either like either the family trust pays for all your health care or the family trust draws down on the death benefit of your life insurance contract. Let's you get the good benefit. Um, doesn't incur um, crazy uh, 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 debt from the health services. And the only thing that the trust miss out, misses out on is a portion or all of the death benefit. But they didn't lose out, didn't have to go out, go into the corpus, didn't have to sell any family estate property. This is part of the reason how the rich get richer. There's a lot of tax advantages to using life insurance policies that I, I'm not going to get into. Because I don't, I don't really like talking about taxes. I think once you're structured properly, all the benefits of that stuff is just right there. You just got to just look at it. Just be look at it. Especially when it comes to private contractual estates. Whether it be trusts. Or foundations. Now, just real quick, I mean, if you if if the life insurance policy and the cash value is in the name of the private foundation, the private foundation is tax exempt. So, if the foundation is offering loans at interest, it's making um, income. the 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 private family foundation is now making income off investments tax free because. It is a 501c3 tax-exempt entity. And, you know, it, you, you get into more. It doesn't have to be a foundation. It can be a trust. Um, and, you know, the interest, the income can still technically not be taxed because, you know, there could be a genuine, actual, bona fide expense with regards to the administration of that, you know, family trust. There's, you know, it's it's amazing what you don't know. Let's just say that. Um, but, you know, and then a lot of people say, oh, that's just for rich people. Okay. Well, if you're talking about it's just rich people, then you're talking about my grandchildren. <laughs> and that's who it's for. You're absolutely right. Trusts are just for rich people. Foundations are just for rich people. And that's going to be my children and my grandchildren. It might be me. It might be me too. But it's for sure going to be my children and grandchildren who you who you actually talking about. So you're absolutely right. That's who it's for. So, you know, you know, I just I don't want to take up too much of your time. You know what I'm saying? 
But I do want, you know, when I get into this advanced stuff, I, you know, even though to me, and to, I know, well, not to me, it may be just like, yeah, but, you know, this is something that obviously I'm very familiar with, to say the least. Even though I, you know, I say it's advanced, I think I still think it's stuff that you can grasp. I still think it's, you know, things that you can be like, aha, and have them aha moments, like, oh, that's how, oh, you know, because those are the moments that I had. I had a lot of those, you know, um, especially with different mentors. I mean, I even was recording a call one time. I was on the phone with my mentor, and I was like, oh, so that's how they all like it's on the phone. I sounded so silly. But, you know, I don't really have too many of those, you know, those moments anymore, those aha moments. You know, you should, you know, I, I used to talk about aha moments, you know. he, We, we feel the same way about it. And, um, you know, I just feel like, you know, the way the way I try to come at this stuff is just to give you them aha moments. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, I know that you absolutely, absolutely need, um, you absolutely need, you know, proper, you need proper education, you know, with regards to administering these entities to take advantage and protect all the absolute benefits that come along with them. Privacy, you know, uh, tax mitigation, uh, asset protection, you know, law, you know, creditor uh, mitigate, all, you know, man, so many things. And then, you know, you're avoiding death tax, inheritance tax, uh, generation skippy tax, uh, gift tax, man, there's so many things that there's not even, you don't even have to worry about because you're not playing with their with their pieces in the game. It's like, you know, those those cats that always, you know, swear to, straight up, those those cats that had their own skates at the roller skating rink, man, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they had the, the wheels that would light up. Man. Them, them fools usually could skate better than you, man. Telling you, like they was just, they could skate better. And whether whether it was because they had their own skates or because they were so good that they, you know, it was it was it was um, feasible and and realistic to invest in their in their own private skates. You know what I'm saying? I mean, most time they was they was just they was you know just dripping all over us, man. Just, you know, made, made us feel all silly and stuff. And I can skate backwards and stuff, you know, but man, they just don't, they over there with the one leg and stuff. And then they just doing, you know, hey. And I, you know, it's the same thing with these, with structure. It's the same thing with structure. I'm telling y'all, it's the same thing. And if you can look at this stuff as a game, you can look at credit as a game, you can look at, if you can actually look at this stuff as a game and take your emotions out of it, you are going to be cold. You will be cold. Absolutely cold. And get the cold team and do your cold dance. So, you know, it's, um, to me, it's quite simple. I, I, I highly encourage that you, you check out this, you check out this show multiple times, you know, you know, check it out, take notes, whatever you got to do, because, um, it takes repetition to get something. None of us jumped on our bicycle and just took off. You know, we got tore up a couple times. You know, cried, blamed, blamed the parents, blamed whoever was trying to teach us. You, you let me fall. You know, and eventually we got it. And it takes repetition. The same thing with this, man. Just because you're grown don't mean that you just catch on. Like, blah, blah. And I don't know where that expectation came from. You know, but we got we to gotta let go of these expectations. Just that's just because we grown. We, we know everything. We don't make no mistakes. And can't, you know. But man, look. 
and then just check people. Like, oh, you messed up, blah, blah, blah. Like, what you saying? Like, you saying I can't make mistakes? What kind of world is this? I'm like, oh, you know, just playing, man. You ain't got to get up. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what it is, you know? Um, that's absolutely what it is. And uh, I might do another advanced, you know, foundation advanced. In, I just suggest y'all take advantage of this 55% off when it comes to the real, you know, the precious metals and jump, jump into trusty training. That's the main thing. And that's really what the foundation is about, man, is really just, you know, um, educating individuals and families on how to administer their private estate privately, properly in the public. And yeah, I mean, there's materials that come along with that. And it shouldn't know. I don't feel like it should be all about the trust, all the trust and the indenture, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that has a lot to do with it. But the whole point is, man, look, this is for the family, fam. Whether it's the family bank, however you implement it, the family estate, the family property, the family vehicles, the family investments, you know, the family retreat, the family, you know, uh, you know, rituals that the family has, the family inside jokes. This, this stuff is about the family, you know. So I just feel like, you know, A, we reap what we sow. But, you know, more importantly, it's more along the lines for me is we ain't live in the age of information and there's really no excuse. But um, those who know how to properly administer entities do typically do the best in commercial endeavors. And those who know how to properly establish, administer private contract even for the expressed uh, reason and purpose of avoiding taxation, are able to do such that because we know how to, you know, we know how to properly administer the entity. I mean, the entity, the private contract needs to be cold, and it is. But we also know how to administer it properly. We understand what arm's length is, adverse trustees are, self-dealing is. We understand jurisdiction, where jurisdiction comes in. We understand where minimum contacts are created. We understand how to um, mitigate minimum contacts. We use a system of interrelating trusts. And, you know, some of these advanced concepts, I'm just bringing to the public through the foundation so that, you know, some of this stuff that's in the private, that's, that's private, can kind of be alluded to in the public. And there's a lot of people that talk about this stuff on YouTube. I just think kind of maybe sometimes I'll break it down a little in a different way. But if you don't know what private making is and through life insurance and whole life and, you know, certain types of riders and stuff, if you don't know what it is, how are you going to search for it? How are you going to look for it? How are you going to find it? You know, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, with that being said, there's going to be no, no phone lines this evening but I do love and appreciate y'all I do want to say um, you know I think we need to you know really work on that delayed gratification being able to do things today and tomorrow that benefit next year and five years and next decade versus doing something today and tomorrow expecting it today and tomorrow I mean, it's it's good to be, you know, in the moment, but it's also good to also be thinking about the future. And, you know, I, I try to always think about what my little younger self would be saying 
to me right now. And then there's also times where I think about what I would say to my younger self. If I could go back and just holler at myself when I was 17, 16, or something like that, things would be different. But that's neither here nor there. Just, you know, knowing that makes me take that in consideration today. And with that being said, like, you know, hey, you know, I um, definitely, um, I definitely am exercising, you know, one of this hidden secret of life insurance. It took a couple years, I'm going to be honest. It took about two. First of all, first and foremost, I knew about it for a few years and didn't do nothing. Didn't get policies, didn't do nothing. Didn't do anything. Knew about it, knew who to knew who to call. I had seen the brother. We talked about it. He mentored me. I paid the man to mentor me. You know what I'm saying? Um, didn't do anything about it. So I missed out on like two years. I'm, now I would go back and be like, man, do the life insurance. Um, that's one of the main things I would go back and say, man, quit playing with these two years or just five years or whatever and just grab it. That's one thing. But okay, so cool. So I knew about it for a couple years. And then finally I was like, oh, man, I guess like I, I hit one of my aha moments. Like, man, I'm stupid. I could have been doing this the whole time. And finally, whatever. And repetition is key. You know, repetition is key. But so I'd only implemented the life insurance for like, I'm going to be honest, like, you know, several years. man. It hasn't been that long, but it took a couple years, like maybe about 24 months before that thing started hitting rocket fuel. And it really hits rocket fuel. And when 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 the cash value in the policy hits rocket fuel after like two or three years, it's like building, it's like making a bank or creating a business. You got to invest so much energy and time and stuff in it. And after a while, it's just, it pays for itself. It pays you. And, you know, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Man, but look, this stuff is guaranteed. As long as you pay them premiums, baby. After two or three years, I'm telling you, I am telling you. It changed your whole, it changed your quality of life. That's all I'm going to say. You can do stuff that you couldn't, you couldn't do. And then, you know, it, I ain't never been so happy to pay a bill as far as paying back the loan. And just being, and you know, and and technically on 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 my time, whenever I want to, really. Just like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's, it's a priority. I understand the importance and understand the opportunity cost if we don't pay back the loan. Um, but technically, I'm just going to tell you you don't have to. Who's going to come after you? The, the trust gonna come after itself, and no one in the public can say, "Well, you guys didn't pay back the loans." Blah blah blah. Like what statute says that we have to pay? I'm sorry, um, but yeah, you know, heavily invested in, in paying it back. It's 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 so powerful, and you know, I'm saying if you can if you can pay the bills, <laughs> if you're paying your bills right now, you can you can get yourself out of debt. If you can service your debt right now, you just need like you just need that first premium. You might have to pay up for that first premium or that first years of premiums or, you know, whatever it is. Just get that money into those policies and get that cash value uh, growing. It's man, it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing. It's it's an absolute beautiful thing. And in conjunction with the family trust, it's it's um some ridiculousness really you know it's it's something it's almost hard to, it's it's almost hard to believe it is hard to believe which means almost it's hard to believe but it's real it's true so with that being said you know I'm about to get up out of here um as you can tell maybe uh, this is uh I pre-recorded this I got something going on 
and uh, you know, some family things going on that are important. But I didn't want to leave y'all hanging, so this is pre-recorded. Y'all my people though. I love you. So I can't I'm not gonna take any calls or nothing. So, you know, matter of fact, this ain't even live. <laughs> I'm I'm gone. I ain't even I ain't even talking right now. I'm somewhere else out in the public with my daughter. But um I love y'all, man, so I'm taking care of this for y'all. So, you know, um, if you're interested in carrot bars, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. 25% off everything, fiat, trustee training, consultations, everything in the education, all webinars, the trust primer, everything. Um, and 55% off if you pay, you know, if you make the donation in real money. Um, you know, I, I, it, to me, it's simple. And, um, you know, it, it achieves two ends. But, um, I think it's, you know, I think it's a hell of a deal. And it's something I've never done. And uh, who knows if it'll be done again. But, um, oh, and yeah, if you take advantage of the precious metals, you're responsible for the tax and the shipping. You know what I'm saying? Don't play around. It's a great deal. 55% off, man. That's some stupid Chinese product. And this this is trust, tra- trusty training. This is, this, is, this is stuff coming from the foundation, you know. This is stuff coming from the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. Say no Chinese products. But anyways, you know, take take advantage. Um, if not, you know, it's cool. Do your dance. And, you know, no no sweat, no hard feelings, nothing like that. But um, make sure you check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. I do want to thank you for checking out the show. Uh, you know, I just realized, you know, I've been I've been on High Frequency Radio Network for over four years. And it's, it's been an amazing experience. I met a lot of people, a lot of cool people. I met a lot of weird people, too. I'm just playing. I met a couple of weird people. But I met a lot of cool people, a lot of family, you know. And that's the thing. I'm going to tell you all the truth. I feel like I met a lot of family dealing with high frequency. I love Yusuf like a brother. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I don't ever see myself leaving high frequency and going somewhere else. And I, I see if ever, you know, the foundation was no longer on high frequency, it's no longer anywhere. And that's how I feel. And I feel... I feel like that. But y'all, man, y'all, you know, the audience, you know, the foundation listeners, I mean, I love y'all. Like, y'all are family. You know, those that we done business with, even some of the people that get on my nerves, I mean, I still love you. And, you know, we still going to keep it moving. We're going to get it popping. We're going to get our family straight. We're going to be the first catalyst within, you know, this multiple generations of healing, you know, healing trauma. You know, um, we don't even talk about that here. Uh, Whether it's generational trauma whether it's um, multi-generational trauma, whether it's, you know, single generation, just, you know, what we dealt with in this single generation. You know, we need to deal with trauma, but hey, we need to get our estate straight up, straight up, set up, and straightened out. We need to get our entities straight up and set up. We need to get, you know, the, the, the way in which we collect and generate and bring in income. Those entities need to be set up straight, and we need to have the most control possible over these types of entities, which means they need to be private. And then moving on from there, you know, I believe we can do anything straight up and anything, absolutely all, if we do it together. So I love y'all. I really do. I really do. Email me. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Ain't no, oh, let me uh, let me secure my spot because I know you're doing the thing in February. Nah, man. The 29th. That's it. If it's not done, it's done. So, you know, no disrespect. I love you, but, you know, I got to take care of myself and I got to execute the foundation trust indenture and not you know, put my personal feelings into this, you know, this, this mission that, you know, I stand as a trustee and I'm dead serious. I, you know, I'm, I'm serious. I take this stuff serious, 
So with that being said, you know, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I really do. You know, I trust that y'all have a great week. I trust that this information was able to assist or help or or at the very least inform you as to something that you weren't very familiar with before. Yeah, and I trust that as we all continue to invest in our private education, as we all continue to transition our state to the private, and as we all continue to correct not only the way we do business, but how we think about business, you know, we can all lean on each other and lean on our, you know, shared experiences and draw, you know, not only strength, but, you know, some 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 focus and, and dedication from those shared experiences. So I'm here with y'all, man. Even if I can't see you, even if I've never met you, I'm here with you and I got your back. And all you got to do is email me and just keep it real and understanding that a workman is worth a hire. And I'm out here working with a lot of people trying to make it happen. So we're all special, but you know, I'm only one person. So with that being said, man, I love y'all. Y'all enjoy yourself. Enjoy your week. Peace to you. Peace to the gods. And I'll see you here next time on The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio. Peace to the gods.